0: Greetings, and welcome to Season 2 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join us as we go on a magical journey through the craziness that is video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode... We talk about the battle brewing in the digital marketplace. Oh yeah, and some subnautica.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. It's time once again for the news and with a little bit of subnautica. I am Paul. What's Paul playing today? And with me as always Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking.
0: What happened to the joke?
1: That was the joke.
0: Oh, okay. Fair enough.
1: It's, it is a loaded card newscast at this point. You shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear it in this stinger. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> I had to. I had to give you crap about that. That's it was true. a good joke. It was a good yeah, joke. I thought so. Me too. So how you doing, man? Uh,
1: I'm no longer looking for a house for a while. <gasps> I got close They're to closing good. on a house and then panicked really fucking hard and backed out. Like they were, they were ready to sign. They were ready to agree to all my conditions. And I was just like, I'm not going to do that. I just fucking panicked.
0: Oh man. I thought, thought we were going to have some good news. Like you have a house and you're moving in on X day. That is good I news. You, I knew you got super close.
1: Yeah. No, like this, this was, I was close enough that they were ready to sign. It was ready on the dotted line. I'd already signed the paperwork and I was just like, you know what? I need a minute. And then that minute came to be about five hours and I was like no I'm not doing this
0: <laughs> so out of curiosity what made you uh change your mind
1: I was gonna end up pulling money from my 401k for the down payment and I felt that was a bad idea
0: i I can agree with that that is probably not a great idea
1: yeah yeah what's going on and, and apparently you,
0: you didn't you weren't like you know obsessed enough with the house that you went through it with it anyway so it was it was a you you didn't love it right
1: i did love it i was a gorgeous house i just my rational brain and my merged with my panic brain to become panic rational brain and i was just like i was just "Mm, no probably a bad idea no bad bad you know you know that that kermit flail thing he does he goes "Ah," and flees around the room that's probably what i did in my brain my brain did that for about 10 minutes and i was just like no this is probably a bad idea because when originally when my real estate agent Connor said oh, they're not going to go with it, I was like, I felt this just immense wave of relief. And that was the first thing that's just like, yeah, I probably should not be going forward to this house.
0: Yeah. If, if that is your reaction to, to backing out like huge amounts of relief. it's, it's
1: it, it wasn't backing back. out. It was like they weren't going to sign the paperwork. They're like, no, no, we're, we're going to go look at the other offer. And I was like, okay, that's good. Yeah. That was just like, I probably shouldn't go forward with this. Yeah.
0: Well and part of it was I know they were asking you to change a whole bunch of stuff after basically agreeing. That's the
1: thing though. So they agreed like- to my conditions, all of my conditions afterwards. So I was like, because I, I stood firm. I said, No, I, I want to have a normal uh like a normal um uh inspection practice. We're just gonna do that. Just take the normal inspection practice. Um and then there was the uh the the exchange the i don't remember what it was like a 1090 exchange i think it was called i can't remember what it was actually called yeah. but the the thing is that it had nothing to do with me it just means they were going to take the proceeds of that property and sell it and buy another property with it that's literally all it was uh-huh. so i was i was fine with that and the uh it was the um like they were trying to do the inspection thing that was the main the main hang-up and i was like no i want a regular inspection they're like okay
0: <laughs> yeah don't don't screw on with the inspections No, ever.
1: He legit just said, okay. And I was like, uh, this might be happening. Panic? Question mark?
0: All right. So my uh,
1: brain just uh, went into full-on gibbon mode, just jumping in the back of my brain. Don't do this. Don't do this.
0: So what have you been playing to try and calm your brain down? Because apparently it's a giant list.
1: It was a fucking mess. And so is my list of gaming. So on PC, I've been playing Punch Club, a lot of fun. I wanted to do an episode on that at some point. Uh, Division 2, we played a few games together,
2: Yep.
1: Uh, Overwatch, and on, for obvious reasons. And on, oh, and Apex Legends. I forgot to add that to the list, but neither here nor there. And I played some yep. PUBG today. Uh, there's also on Switch, The Raven Remastered, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Really fun game, if you haven't played it. It's very reminiscent of like uh, Castlevania 3. Okay. If you, I don't know if you played that at all when you're when you were younger, but it's if you played Castlevania, Castlevania yeah. Three just has switching characters. That's the only difference. It was on Nintendo, yeah. neither here nor there. And on PS4, Monster Hunter World, I restarted that because I never so, finished it.
0: What is the Raven remastered?
1: The Raven was an old adventure game, like point and click adventure from like the the mid '90s, and they gave it a remaster because apparently people really wanted to play it, and they brought it out on Switch for some reason. I saw it in uh, GameStop, and I was like, okay. I'm gonna give it a shot. I like adventure games. Yeah, nice. And it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, when I think Raven, I think of the studio that made Hexen and Heretic.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: that's that's immediately what my brain went to, and I'm like, no, oh, that's not what this is. So no, this is. is- <laughs> so
1: the Raven is a, um, it's he's a master thief. This is like take, took place right after World War II. I think you that that rings a bell, doesn't it?
0: Yes, because I th- was this a precursor to Thief.
1: Uh like, is an, no no it, this isn't
0: but something like that
1: uh it, I don't think so this is uh like you don't play as the raven you're trying to catch him you you play as a Swiss constable and he's trying to catch the raven um this specifically was just a point and click adventure game from the that was set in the 1950s like we're talking post World War II that idyllic time yeah. Because I remember them mentioning that they're trying to rebuild uh, Egypt after the war. They're trying to rebuild the economy.
0: Mm-hmm. Apparently, either it doesn't have a uh, Wikipedia page, or it's uh, <laughs> it doesn't come up when you search for the Raven. <laughs> a list of Raven software games pops up, though. Yeah, like I said, neither here nor there. It sounds cool, it sounds fun. Uh my list of games is far shorter than that. I've been playing uh Elite Dangerous. I'm w- way behind on Distant Worlds too for a number of reasons. Um one of those reasons is playing the Division Two for a little while. Uh because yeah I've been really enjoying the Division Two and like it a lot. It's it's good stuff. Nice. Uh also been, you know, playing Vainglory when I get a chance because it's a lot of fun still because i like MOBAs. that's and fair it's a good moba and i like touchscreen controls for mobas better than i like mouse and keyboard interesting i don't know why like they're, they're just they make so much more sense and they work better because like this has a pc version and i've played the pc version and it uses mouse and keyboard and i'm like 10 times better using the my ipad than i am using mouse and keyboard which is you know bizarre to me because it's like, yeah
1: because I'm, I'm used to playing like yeah. uh here's the storm with mouse and yeah. keyboard and it's and league of legends and it's oh, very yeah. fluid and i have no yeah. problem I with it
0: tons of these games but like my reaction time is better i'm just i'm better at the game when i'm playing hmm. on an ipad interesting and amusingly i'm better at the game playing on an ipad than i am on my phone which is also kind of weird
1: yeah that is strange <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah really enjoying uh division two which uh, we'll probably talk about at some point, but we can also we'll also partly talk about here in a second as we uh, start getting into news stuff. Because I think our first news topic is uh, going to be a pretty big one, and it is uh, all the rage right now. Literally, yeah,
1: yeah. This is probably <laughs> going to when I when I joked earlier that this is going to be a newscast. It's going to be a newscast. There's going to be some light talk about. Uh, subnautica later on so do you, do you really want to title it subnautica or should we just title it the newscast with some subnautica
0: oh i'm I'm titling it both like <laughs> okay the, the title's taken care of. the titles this topic plus uh subnautica gotcha gotcha so this title is the, this topic that we want to talk about is like all of the craziness that has been going on right now with the epic game store versus steam and like what is in my opinion this kind of just ridiculous giant going way overboard of like I don't know, people equating it to console wars, which I I don't think really fits very well. Like I understand it and like I, yeah. I get where the arguments are coming from, but like I don't think they're remotely close to being the same, which is kind of weird. And, and I get the
1: argument for saying, well, it's not going to be ex- exclusive. It's going to be... You can just go and download Epic. It's fine. Yeah. I don't want Epic on my machine. I never wanted it on my machine.
0: Yeah. Well, and So one of the funny things to me is that I have yet to encounter a game that I have downloaded via the Epic Game Store that has required the Epic Game Store to be running or open while i play the game or launch yeah. the game yeah. like subnautica well, because I you can't to...
1: fucking launch anything from epic let's be honest here
0: well you can the...
1: i have you... i have yet to have success doing anything okay. from epic store but i don't I have play. to go and find it
0: you just download it and like yeah like i play subnautica from my start menu i play division two from the do UB launcher. launcher, because, yeah. <laughs> like, because like literally it just unlocks it on Uplay and you play yeah. it on Uplay. Like, I
1: don't know why I bought it on Epic Store. Why didn't I just go buy it on fucking Uplay? Honestly,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I like, yeah, exactly. Like, who who knows? But
1: they made a big tullabaloo that it's not going to release on Steam, it's just going to release on the Epic Store. And I'm like, oh, it's just gonna release on the Epic Store. Okay, little do I know. Oh, it's in the Uplay, Fuck, it's
0: yeah. So Division 2 is is kind of what started this whole thing, as as weird as that sounds, just, you know, prior Hmm. to the Division 2 releasing, Ubisoft came out and said, hey, Division 2 will not be available on Steam. It's going to be available exclusively on the Epic Store. I don't remember if they said it was a timed exclusive or if it's just you can buy it on the Epic Store or you can buy it from Ubisoft. I don't. I don't remember
1: if they even said that you can yeah. buy from ubisoft they just said it was going to be an epic exclusive yeah but i was can just can like oh from ubisoft which you absolutely Starbucks. can yeah i don't know just didn't realize they didn't say it i don't remember them yeah. saying it at all
0: yeah but at the time no one was really paying attention because it was just kind of a oh that's that's neat that like yeah cool that's that's a pretty big win for epic to, yeah. to get that as an agreed ex- exclusive and then This is the one, the next game that announced an exclusive deal with Epic is the one that I think really, one, I think it was handled poorly. And two is the one that I think really started pissing people off. And like this, is that definitely
1: upset me, honestly.
0: Yeah. So Metro Exodus was going to come, like was going to be on steam, had been up for pre-order on steam, had been taking pre-orders for, I don't know how long, months, I think like a couple of months yeah um i almost bought and it then, yeah, that's why and i'm then, mad well and then right before it was going to be released they announced that it was going to be they were pulling it from steam and it was going to be exclusive for 12 months on epic mm-hmm. uh they also at the time said that the people who bought it on steam were still going to get the game on steam it was still going to get fully supported on steam just no one else could buy it at that point for 12 months mm mm-hmm just the people who already had which that's probably the best thing that they did like the hey look we know you bought it here we know you want to play it here we're still going to support you since you've already paid for it but everyone else has missed that boat and they can buy it in 12 months or they can come to epic and buy it and they did to be fair because what it sold two and a half times more copies than any other metro game i don't remember that honestly it's 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 crazy like it sold I a lot of stopped copies. paying attention it,
1: once i realized it was an epic exclusive i was like nah, no thank yeah.
0: you but one of the things that they came out and said was that it sold this ridiculous amount of copies compared to the last X, last metro game but part of it is because it has become this like cult classic and people have been waiting forever for right this third game right. so it was going to sell good anyway and there's no way to tell if it would have sold better on steam or if it hadn't like there's at this point, there's just no way to know. It, pro- it might have, it may not have. It probably would have right. sold the same. But I mean, people definitely d- went to the Epic Store to buy it. Like,
1: you know how hype I was for this game. Yeah, like, yeah. I showed you videos of the the author just with the uh, the R T M kit, and I was yeah, just the, like, "This the, is the, gonna be fucking awesome."
0: The ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh like, yeah, at, like, ten of them or something? something. There was like that.
1: I think there was like twenty two, something ridiculous, some ridiculous random number yeah. that you don't expect, and there's like. Yeah. Uh, it's so exclusive that i can't even get a copy of it he says i was like i want that lighter desperately yeah. want that lighter the watch is really sweet but i want the lighter
0: yeah it was like a thousand dollars or something like that for it yeah like, it was something- yeah
1: it was it was some ridiculous which- price and i was just like you know what
0: i'm not gonna pay that which reminds me i need to look up at some point if someone ever bought the presidential edition of uh duke Nukem saints row four saints Row four uh a like million yes, dollar version i of think the game someone the did dollar version i don't remember but <laughs> i just remember like that's that's the crazy one i wonder if anyone ever bought that um but yeah so metro pissed a bunch of people off totally understandably like at that point they probably shouldn't have done an exclusive deal but at the same time like the actual developer had zero say in the matter like epic went basically above their head to their publisher and ex- and like secure to deal with their publisher yeah and kind of probably can't blame the publisher because well you can't blame the publisher for taking it but like it, if someone's going to come to you and go hey we'll give you a boatload of money if you release it exclusively on our store instead of steam you're probably hmm. not going to say no unless for some reason you think you're not going to sell as well right and they obviously did not so
1: <laughs> so I, I don't see anybody who bought the saints row copy uh, but apparently ars technica did a dis- like a, a a breakdown of the numbers yeah and apparently it only came up to six hundred twenty nine thousand nine hundred seventy four dollars and sixty nine cents for total cost as opposed to the one million dollars they were requesting R- right right <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's just ridiculous
0: yes it is ridiculous um so the second game uh that pissed off a niche group of fans, which is kind of yeah. funny because a lot of people never heard about the game until it happened, which
1: until I read funny. it on our notes. I had never heard of this game.
0: So there's a tactical game, like a tactical game in the line of XCOM, because that's made by former XCOM people, uh, mm-hmm. called Phoenix Point. Um and it was funded on fig which is the crowdfunding service owned by uh is it Brian Fargo i think so exile, of an exile um but so they they funded it on fig saying that it would be available on steam and good old games which is you know kind of standard and it was funded in like 27 2016 or 2017 like way before the epic store ever existed uh, but uh... they but they reached a deal to release it exclusively on the Epic Store. So they like, yeah. kind of literally walked back a promise they made in their crowdfunding. Yeah. Which obviously pissed off the people who crowdfunded it, who wanted it on Steam. Yeah. Uh, the silver lining to this one is that they offered all of their like people who funded the game like look you can either get a version of the game on epic like we'll give it to you on epic and you can get one year of free dlc or we can give you a full refund you can have your pick right so i'm wondering how many people took the full refund but like i'm pretty sure i don't know if the game is out yet i think it might be at this point uh but i'm pretty sure they made more sales because of this because people didn't know the game existed and people went Oh, cool! A game from the XCOM guys that's like XCOM but new and yeah, yeah, and went and bought it because I think it's thirty bucks or something like that is what they're asking for it. So,
1: yeah. So apparently, it was founded by Justin Bailey, who is the COO of Double Fine, and Bobby Bolito. The advisory board consists of uh, Aaron Isakin, Brian Fargo, uh, Fergus. I'm not going to even try and pronounce his last name of Obsidian
0: or or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, Tim Schaefer. Tim Schaefer. uh alex Rigopoulos uh, from harmonics cliff Blazinski, and randy pitchford yeah they're all on it, the board board advisors
0: yeah it's basically all of the the guys that did good crowdfunding at the beginning yeah, kickstarter, pretty much and they started their own kickstarter
1: yeah pretty much and there's the the next one which was honestly um Feature logos were on were available on Steam. Announcement trailers were made before the Epic Store even existed. Obsidian were ready to release the game on Steam, and then The Outer Worlds only premiered on Epic Store for twelve months. Yep. Again.
0: But the, so that's the last one so far that has been a twelve month exclusive. Yeah, the next uh, ones
1: are mostly six month. Yeah, And the only or, one that I've only, seen The only is... other
0: one they've talked about, which is the one that's pissing people off now, which is Borderlands 3. So it's coming out in September. It's going to be a six-month exclusive with Epic. And apparently has pissed off Cri- Borderlands fans to the point that they're review bombing the original Borderlands games on Steam.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which is ridiculous because I found a... a... <laughs> Steam had to create a whole new category for this and borderlands 2 is the first game in history if that has the off-topic review flag applied to parts of the review bombing and some of the reviews have been just simply removed
0: yeah it's yeah review so (laughs) one of the best discussions i've heard on this is a a streamer whose name is uh his, his name is lono but he his name on twitch is say no to rage and he's a very big Uh, looter shooter guy like he he came up through the original destiny game he averages about a thousand viewers like he's he's a big looter shooter streamer he's one of one of the big ones um but he knows his shit when it comes to looter shooters like here's the one that i went to for a review for division two like do i want division two i want to hear your breakdown and he has like a 15 minute breakdown of the good the bad the ugly of division two there's some ugly but
1: honestly it's a pretty solid game oh
0: exactly and that's why i was like okay cool like yeah this this sounds good you are he is hyped for it he wants to see how it goes like his only complaint is that the first couple of world tiers when you hit level 30 like go way too fast Mm -hmm. and uh you just shoot past the first few and it's just like i think they just released
1: world tier five
0: yeah and he's like well the first couple could could be stretched out a little longer because I didn't feel any rush to get there and now that I'm there it like it passes so fast I'm like what the hell um but he he made this big comment that's like so you're mad that Borderlands 3 isn't on Steam so you review bomb their games on Steam Showing them why they shouldn't have their games on Steam, I think you're shooting yourself in the foot.
1: <laughs> in fact, Randy Pitchford has, has said has gone on record saying, "Yeah, this was a good idea for us to go to Epic."
0: Yeah, because like,
1: of this practice that people are putting out.
0: Yeah, and 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 that's so that's one of the big gripes that people have with the Epic launchers that it's missing a bunch of features, like it's missing mm-hmm. features, and one of the features it's missing is user reviews. Yep, and my I don't think it's host- missing the feature. Yeah, I, I don't either. Like, part of it is like I understand that some people feel the only way they can get a developer's attention is to review bomb. But I think review bomb is only teaching developers that like they don't care about user reviews. They care about influencer reviews and uh like media reviews. So like mm-hmm. you would care about Yahtzee reviewing something on zero punctuation. You would sure. care about you know
1: like Josh OG's <laughs> opinion on a on a uh, battle royale.
0: Yeah, you or sh- or, or shrouds
1: or,
0: or shroud or summit or yeah ninja or or J ju- nine. Yeah, like you, you care about these people's opinions. You you don't care that like you know three thousand people and their bots downvoted your game on <laughs> like on a forum. Like, and it's and it's silly to me in some ways because there's like there are so many other ways to voice your discontent to a a developer they all pay attention to Reddit surrounding their game and their company. They all are on Twitter and will, and respond to people on Twitter. Like you can email all of them. They all have public facing ways to connect with them. Like,
1: I mean, granted you it's it might be that your email might get ignored. And quite frankly,
0: sure. That's
1: entirely possible. Review bombing is not going to help you. It's only going to hurt yourself.
0: Yeah. Like it, it, it just, the whole process is silly because they do the same thing with movies now too where they like try and bomb <laughs> rotten tomato scores and it's just mm-hmm. going to get to the point where like people don't care like i don't pay attention to the reviews on steam if i see something that looks interesting I uh, you know i'll watch a couple of trailers and then i'll go see yeah. one can i find someone on twitch playing it to see if it if i like the way the game looks like it's played and then do i know someone who's a subject match subject matter expert in that genre like there's a couple of guys that i know that are really good about uh mmo style games uh Mm -hmm. like one i think it's Bellular gaming is one of them uh the lazy peon is another guy on youtube uh the orange header occasionally does stuff uh hive leader is another guy those are the mmo guys like there's an mmo game those are the four guys i'm looking at reviews from because they are really good at explaining stuff and like they will give honest opinions about all of it like there's you know a couple of looter shooter guys their downward thrust does really good stuff for like action games and first person shooter games like there are people out there that you know i trust their opinion way more than like three thousand anonymous douchebags <laughs> giving it a one star yeah. down votes because yeah. they're mad that you decided to publish and like, on epic to get a better cut of profits for six months i'm gonna
1: i don't like i didn't like epic i I, it's not that i don't like their games their games are fine they've been they've made fine games like they're not the first games i go to they're just they're there they exist they make good games i just can i just play the games on steam that it has personally I, i like the fact that steam has features that are you know they're they're common they should be common features they're comfortable i'm fine with the user interface i just
0: so i I, w- I would offer this so for a lot of the people that are complaining and and this might actually help you 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 know you can add non-steam games to steam and launch them from steam right yeah <laughs> i do like and that's that's what's so uh to me is so funny about a lot of this stuff is it's like a lot of the like i understand the complaints of like i don't want another launcher blah you know etc etc like i don't view it as a launcher because it isn't a launcher like you've even said you've never been able to launch a game from it's it's
1: fucking broken as a launcher
0: it's a storefront like that's it's it's the equivalent of like do you buy a video game from best buy or do you buy a video game from gamestop or do you go to walmart like in my opinion that's kind of what we're talking about here like so it like, it's, do you go to Steam, do you go to Ubisoft, or do you go to Epic, or do you go to Origin, like or Goro games, or Humble Bundle? Like, these are all different places to buy games. Like, Humble Bundle is even weirder, because when you buy stuff from Humble, you can either buy the DRM-free version from Humble, or you can buy the Steam version, or now the Nintendo version for some games, if you, it's available on Nintendo Switch, which is weird in and of itself. But I don't know. Like, I think for the most part, it's people overreacting. And one of the other things that I also find amusing is that, like, it's funny how far people have gone from forgetting, like, how much they hated Steam when it forced them to install Steam to play Half-Life 2. Right. And Counter-Strike. Because, like, the reason Steam exists is because they wanted people playing Counter-Strike to all be on the same patch. And then they forced people to install, when they bought Half-Life 2, to install Steam to play Half-Life 2. And, like, there are hilarious, hilarious gifts out there from back in the day of, like, the weird little Valve gear logo turning around and, like, banging someone in the ass because (laughs) they had to install the Steam store to to play Half-Life 2. like. And now it's funny to see, like, those same people are, like, up in arms because, like, oh, my God epic store brah yeah it was
1: insane i I, and i actually never had a problem installing steam because i i legitimately saw the potential
0: right and back in the day it was annoying Um, oh it was absolutely annoying
1: to install but
0: i'm trying to remember the first game that was like really messed up it might have been quake 4 was the first game that i bought that was like there was nothing on the cd except for the steam client and you just like you put the cd in and it like registered your cd key with steam and then downloaded a like 10 gig game or something like that and i was like what the hell is this shit? like i bought a physical copy of this so i didn't have to download this crap like i literally just want the actual game and i have the cd like in my drive right now why am i not installing from the dvd and like no it, it downloaded it from steam like what the fuck man but one of the other things that people are mad about it part of it is this that like oh geez yeah it's, it's that epic is spending money to secure exclusive games but they're not like it's not in-house games so it's not like sony like god of war is exclusive to playstation 4 because sony made god of war like they yeah. put the money in to make the yeah. game and
1: it's like getting mad at nintendo for producing mario or zella titles
0: right but but their, their argument is that's not what epic is doing like no, epic, it's not. Is, epic is like going to ea and being like hey i want john madden football exclusively on my xbox can you please do that now and then all the playstation fans getting pissed off because they can't play it yeah and like I I think it's so one of the arguments is basically that uh the reason people don't like it is because they feel like the Epic store should be playing fairly and like should stand on its own merit of like better rate like royalty rates basically for the the companies that are selling games on their store and try and pass that deal on to the customer so like right instead of steam takes valve takes 30 percent of any game sold on steam uh the epic store can be down to like 10 percent i think either 10 or 12 percent if you're using the unreal engine right um and like th- so that's a huge difference in the amount of profit a game can make like you absolutely. can sell less copies and make more money which is absolutely you know nuts so people were hoping that like oh that's cool that means you know they could sell a game for 50 dollars and make the same amount of money as if they sold it for 60 on steam and right. which you know is w- very wishful thinking but um like, and that would definitely get customers and it would definitely theoretically sure. get developers over there. Absolutely. But at the same time, like, I, I totally understand this business practice. This is what every company would do. Steam would do this if they ever felt that they had to, but they have such a monopoly. They just expect everyone to release their game on Steam. So they're not going to do it. Yeah. Like why would they waste their why would they waste their money to get a Steam exclusive when it's considered the default because
1: it was the only one copy. in existence for so long, yeah. Like there's no one there was no challenger that came up to it. That pick is the first one that's released games that aren't first party. Ubisoft was all releasing first-party games. Origin was all releasing first-party games. Yeah. This Origin
0: is, is the closest I can think of because I know... There
1: uh, are some non-first-party, but still.
0: Right. But the reason I say Origin is the closest is because Origin... like EA pulled a bunch of their games from Steam for a really long time. I don't yeah. know if they're... Like, the they're not. The ones were the Mass Effect games, and I think they're back now. Yeah, Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2... Are both available on Steam now, but they used to not be. Like they got pulled. Yeah. And Mass Effect 3 has never been on Steam.
1: Yeah. Specifically no, because they were well, trying to get people onto Origin. And the uh, Good Old Games is the only other one I can think of that even comes close to being a quote unquote rival. And the only reason that people are making a big stink right now is the fact that Epic is paying for exclusivity, mm-hmm. even right. if it's timed exclusivity. And because no one gave a crap that Good Old Games was there. Right. And or, or humble bundle, because humble bundle, you're just buying a steam key for crying out loud.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like I don't know. Like the at this point, the only way you're going to catch up to Steam or even have a chance of making a dent in Steam is to do stuff like this. Like Absolutely. The the one thing that I think Epic is doing that's really amazing is the free games every two weeks right sure so they have this thing where they're basically epic is footing the bill to give away these games is my understanding of it like they they are still the money to do it they're getting credit for every sale of a person that downloads the game and you know epic is just throwing money at these developers to give away games to get people in the store a lot of them are older games um i think the most recent one i've seen is probably slime rancher from a couple weeks ago maybe axiom verge Verge is pretty new
1: so subnautica and quite literally we this is where i got the game from
0: yeah this is where i got the game from too for
1: (laughs) in fact you were the one who told me about it
0: yes um but yeah like but most of the games are a few years old subnautica is a few years old now uh they just released a new standalone game sub-zero i think is what it's called but like that's a really good way to get people in the door it's that is a loss leader like that's the literal definition of a loss leader they are taking a loss every time someone buys one of those games but it gets people on the platform and it gets people investing in their platform because it's like ooh, i've got all these free games i might as well take a look to see what's actually for sale
1: and uh look at twitch
0: yeah have oh, you- twitch? If- Twitch has i have I don't even remember how many games i have in my twitch library I, now jesus just,
1: christ like, i've got a ton like honestly
0: probably
1: yeah it's let me let me see here let me let me do the math because i'm going to open this right now because i want to know because i didn't understand one why they're doing this two
0: yeah the the twitch, the the twitch prime games that they give you for free like, yeah
1: what's what are you doing here all right, let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine times one two it's three, like they,
0: they were trying to start four, a competing store six, and then kind of stopped but I think they're still trying to think about doing it again but yeah' they aren't. like it's the the twitch thing is a mess I'm glad they're still giving away free stuff because occasionally Absolutely. they have stuff that do some pretty they want. good stuff like, but, like
1: I've been playing um if you've never heard of it Kingsway it's an adult swim game.
0: Really fucking good. Yeah.
1: I've got fifty five sitting in my library right now.
0: I probably have more than that. I'm not even gonna look. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not
1: seeing it though. It's just taking a look in here, yeah. and they're they even giving away twelve months of Twitch Prime or of, of Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Hey, okay, I guess.
0: Yeah that that one actually works really weird because you like. You have to it, redeem
1: three months then redeem it, the other nine months yeah three later months
0: later or like a month later or something yeah it's, it's funky but it's just anyway yeah um, all right
1: are we are we epicked out
0: unless we want to talk about the weird profile thing
1: we probably should so uh, so the epic launcher there's been a couple of things that around epic that have that that have been some legally shady practices one of them has been completely debunked which is essentially the um the quote-unquote spyware issue that people were having it's just a javascript file that literally everyone
0: does yeah like this person on on reddit posted a big thing and was like i'm not an expert but and like proceeded to show how the epic store was spyware and was doing all this weird packet stuff and Basically, someone did the someone who is actually an expert did a big teardown and was just yeah. like, "Yeah, this this is basic behavior for anything running on a secure HTTP, and like this is a basic functionality of Electron.js, which is how you turn a web app into a desktop app." Yep. Yeah. Like that that's your Steam library does the same thing because it's a ten year old web app. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, there is also the
1: allegation that it that Epic Launcher makes a copy of a system the, the system in games profile kept on your computer by Steam, which was also one of the accusations leading to spyware, which is the that hasn't been debunked yet, as far as I know.
0: No, it, it they It definitely made a copy of it. Like Epic has said, yes, it makes a copy of that information and stores it locally. And it does not send it to us or anyone else without you giving your permission.
1: Yeah, it's it's still, it's shady.
0: The issue was, is that it made the copy without asking your permission to make the copy. And that's where people have been complaining about it. Um, My counter complaint, which I think you agree with is why the fuck is... Valve storing that information unencrypted on your computer anyway because it includes like your friends on Steam, like all of the accounts you're connected to on Steam as friends and like all of the products you own on Steam unencrypted on your hard drive along with other account information. It's like, why is this even here?
1: Yeah, my my, uh, I believe my exact words here to you is Steam just not protecting it is a stupid practice on their part. It yeah. just is it's dumb. Like Epic epic doing it in the beginning with not asking you to do so was really yes. crappy. Steam yes. not protecting it was fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. Like that that is my stance is like I'm not excusing Epic making a copy of this. No, not at it's, all. it's meh cuz it's not really doing anything harmful. It's not like there's nothing bad about it. Like I can understand like yeah, you should have asked before doing it. Like that is definitely That's 100% hard. legit. Yeah. But WTF Valve like, why are you even doing that? Like, that is... No. What are, you, what are you even thinking right now? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: It is an insane practice because, one, I think, honestly, no one from Valve expected anybody to actually be doing anything with it. Like, that's probably why it was just protected through obfuscation. Like, no one yeah. knew it existed, so this protected.
0: But one of the things that I, I wonder about, it's like, if epic knows about this and made a copy of it what else is grabbing it and distributing it without you knowing because obviously other people know that it's there and it exists and it's unencrypted right like who else is is doing it
1: yeah that is a very good question i don't have answers but i'm a little concerned
0: (laughs) exactly it's like "Hmm, this uh you probably uh, shouldn't not, be doing this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that should be working like that. But
2: yeah, okay.
0: It, it is what it is. Um, but we do have some other new stuff to cover. Yeah, like time. what? I don't know.
1: Forty-five minutes in now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Bioware. There was a rather huge bomb dropped over the last couple of weeks in that Anthem's dev cycle was actually less than 18 months, not the seven years that they were citing.
0: It was seven years, but the, the actual problem. final game that came yeah. out had only been worked on for a, a less than 18 months. Now, and when
1: I say, when I say seven years, I'm we're, we're talking like Duke Nukem forever development where shit was changing all the time. The project scope was continually changing. Like the, the, the project itself was shifting in continual direction change. Uh, the scope of the project, how big it was going to be, was changing. They were forced to use Frostbite to have to rebuild all the tools from scratch and multiple complete narrative rewrites, which completely yeah. destroyed anything they were working on com- uh, altogether, yeah. caused an 18-month development cycle rather than the actual seven years that they were citing.
0: So there's a huge article on Kotaku by Jason Jason Schreier. Yep. And, like, and when I mean huge, I'm talking it's like Twenty thousand words like it is it is massive like you scroll down and you're just like oh man i've, I've been reading this for like 20 minutes now how am i only 25 percent of the way down the page
1: he, he wrote an essay like like a dissertation on the topic
0: oh, we're it gonna look at amazing, like amazingly in depth and he interviewed a bunch of current and former bioware employees uh they it just it goes into like the massive mismanagement on the project and like the huge employee turnover rates and that like how multiple people said that like there were just times where like no one in the company knew what they were working on like everyone had a different impression of what the game was supposed to be and like no one was on the same page which is like that's basic design document stuff. How do you not like have this nailed down? Like <laughs> I've
1: been working in tech for the last eight years, yeah. I have never worked on something so dysfunctional that has been even remotely equivalent to Anthem.
0: Yeah. And, and they, one of the things that they mentioned, that's really scary in my opinion for, from, from any company is that they talked about the record number of, stress casualties that they had Mm -hmm. which like schreier had someone tell him stories that like people were just walking out of the room like walking away from their desk and finding empty rooms in the office building and just going inside locking the door and like curling up in a ball and just breaking down from stress
1: crying yeah and and it's the the worst part The the worst part not only did they just crawl up, curl up in a ball, and just die for a while. People just went on leave sometimes and never come, never just never came back. Yeah. It was just, just we're done here. I'm gonna go find a new job. I'm not gonna come back. They, but they the went worst, on leave
0: for stress, like, and yeah. just didn't ever bother coming back.
1: That, that's not the worst of it, though. The worst part was that EA uh, slash Bioware made a press release denying everything in this article and saying it was one-sided yep that is so forgive my language fucked up
0: oh yeah it's like they they basically came out and said that it was like one-sided and like they never had a chance to give their input and like all this stuff and yeah it just it looks like it sounds like a corporate PR person and lawyer sat down and wrote it to like, yeah, yeah you know, oh, basically, Oh, the, the, it's fake news. Like that kind of a response. Like, Oh, don't yeah. ignore that guy yelling over there. He, he's just, it, it's fake news. that That's not what's really going on.
1: And it is unfortunate.
0: And, and then apparently an internal memo from BioWare from the like current, like head of BioWare leaked to Kotaku, uh, goes on this big thing with basically the the leadership of BioWare going like hey we just wanted to address the article that has been going around and all the stuff people have been talking about and the article addresses real issues that we have here at BioWare and there are lots of things that they talk about that we need to improve on and do better on and we are going to start doing this and like telling the employees about all of this stuff they're going to try and do to like reduce stress and longer post-production cycles between projects. And, and like, so internally, BioWare is recognizing like, yeah, the guy was telling the truth. We have a lot of problems. We need to work on fixing the problems and not sucking. And outwardly, they're just saying like, Nope, fake news, nothing to see here. Yeah. And it's, it just makes them look even worse. It's and disgusting. If, and like literally, if if that memo had been their initial press release, none like this all would have, yeah, would have wouldn't the, have blown would over, been, but it would have been much, would have been much. Far backlash.
1: Like exactly. like if they had addressed the things that, that Schreier said in his article was by with this internal memo, people would have been like, oh, well, you've done some fucked up shit, but you're trying to make up for it. It's not OK, but we're going to at least give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. at least that's that's what I what I was thinking about it because I'd be like oh, that's they're gonna try to address it but still that's some messed up stuff that's going on you know yeah but then they and then even within uh the last what was it three months or so this happened this next portion happened it was like EA just letting 350 uh, people go
0: it, it happened within the last couple weeks.
1: Okay, so mostly Russia and Japan. The Russian and Japan offices, like the whole Japanese office, closed. Just yeah. shrug. Okay, you're done now. Bye. It was mostly well, publishing been, marketing.
0: Yeah, they've been trying to get into uh, the Japanese market for a while, and just yeah. wasn't working. So bye, they, they shut down. But yeah, and it was uh, mostly marketing and publishing jobs that were yeah. hit. But a, as you can see, like I think a lot of that had to do with. Uh, apex which is so this is weird i this is just me like theorizing right so the marketing strategy that they had for apex legends was so different than a normal marketing campaign they didn't wasn't really run one. video ads they didn't yeah, there, print was, there, ads. Was, there was not one they they paid streamers to make apex legends the number one game on twitch yeah
1: and, and they probably and paid worked. a
0: few. They probably paid a few to do videos on YouTube as well. Brilliantly, because but it is
1: still the number one game on
0: Twitch. Yeah, it it blew up. It's they. That was exactly what they should have done. And I've heard people complain like, "Oh, you know, they gave Ninja a million dollars to play the game for a day. Like that's that's BS. Like no one should get that much money. It's like that. You know how much money they saved by paying Ninja uh, only a million dollars?
1: They saved uh, probably honestly billions. Yeah, because marketing campaigns are incredibly expensive.
0: Shroud got paid a boatload too, but they no one knows that number. Like that number hasn't been leaked. Uh, yeah. Ninjas did just because it was probably so high. I'm because sure Shroud good. got several hundred. He probably thousand
1: got dollars. yeah. He's probably got a, a good chunk of change. Uh, Josh G has been playing it for free for crying out loud. Yeah. And I mean, well, obviously he's making money on his stream, but yeah. still, he, he didn't. I don't. I don't think he got paid.
0: Yeah, they they literally I think only got paid that first day.
1: Yeah, like and honestly, get it
0: up there. It like, it works. Works. yeah, 100
1: because they still, as far as I know, Shroud and I know, I know Shroud plays it, I know Josh OG is still playing it, and that's his main game now. Like yeah. at the time, it was funny as hell because while during the like two or three weeks in the interim, he was just like, I don't want to play uh PUBG anymore, I don't play Rainbow Six, I want to find a new stream game, I want to find a new game. And he was like, I'm going to play Overwatch for a while. And he did. He played. He kept yeah. playing. He kept grinding. He kept grinding. And I was like, Apex Legends comes out. And now it's this game. Oh, yeah. He's like, like, I'm sick of Battle Royales, Apex Legends. Oh, okay. I guess I'm playing Battle Royales again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and honestly, it's uh, a very solid, very fun game. It's oh, yeah. just that they went about a completely different marketing strategy and that they didn't market at all except for one yeah. day. Yeah. And, it but, and, worked
0: and that's, that's what I think led to a lot of this stuff is that like i think they realize like marketing is changing like traditional marketing stuff isn't getting gamers as much this is also why they are backing out of e3 yeah like ea's not going to e3 and neither is sony like i think they're realizing that like there are better ways to do yeah sony's not going to e3
1: oh that's that's gonna cut down on our watch time at least
0: yeah yeah like the the e3 is ending up weird right now because there's a a bunch of big people backing out like ea backed out uh sony is backed out uh i think xbox is still going to be there but they're mostly focusing on like what they've been doing like they have an entire off location thing that's open for the fans like it's not actual e3 it's e3 adjacent which is kind of funny yeah um but yeah, so I, I'm wondering if like this is just fallout from that of like, hey, we need to start thinking different and doing different. So like we don't need this huge marketing department. We don't need this huge, you know, thing. Let's consolidate our publishing into you know one area and yeah. Get people who think differently when it comes I mean, to marketing.
1: With with Apex, it's as far as I know. Hang on, let me check Twitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it it's, right now just to see.
0: Just say League uh, of Legends just ended, so they should,
1: uh, um, <laughs>
0: shouldn't be number one anymore.
1: It's actually not currently. Grand Theft Auto is p- the most popular category. Yeah, GTA it's five, nine. Apex is actually down in 10th. Uh, Fortnite is still the third most popular. League of Legends is still up there. The Just Chatting category is surprisingly at fourth. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is fifth. Overwatch is sixth. Second row is seventh world of warcraft is eighth Hearthstone ninth and apex 10th surprisingly like it was it was the number one game for not just the day but for a good month afterward
0: i was gonna say apex is uh sh- seventh for me
1: interesting i
0: like guess popular by- categories for yeah gta 5 fortnite league of legends just chatting rainbow six overwatch apex
1: oh yeah I, I, that was a quick fluctuation it's down there for me too because <laughs> it was i guess it's probably just vying for seventh right now yeah maybe it's, it's all the people going away from league of legends moving to apex i don't know yeah because the league of legends uh the the stream for the championships just ended didn't it uh
0: it ended and, like an hour or so ago for uh, go,
1: uh overwatch league is on right now it's probably why overwatch uh, is so high
0: uh, there's still <laughs> there's a rebroadcast of the European playoffs right now for League of Legends gotcha. with gotcha. thirty thousand people watching it.
1: <laughs> but honestly, with with EA's change shift from marketing away from traditional, you know, magazine video ads on YouTube, video ads on like uh, on TV, shifting away from that and moving toward just here's a bunch of money, play our game.
0: Yeah, fucking like- brilliant.
1: Absolutely yeah. brilliant idea.
0: And- I've played Apex Legends. I don't think I've seen a single ad for it on YouTube. I've never I watch seen YouTube it all the time. Ever. I don't think I've ever seen one.
1: I watch I watch YouTube all the time. I watch Twitch all the time. In fact, those are my two primary sources of entertainment. Yeah. Never seen an ad for it. Not Which one. Is, yeah. Which like is that's, great.
0: That's crazy. I don't, it's been a while since I've seen one for PUBG, but they always had that same one like over and over yeah. again, Just that trailer for a while. Yep. Um, I see and Fortnite I ones mean, occasionally.
1: I've never seen a Fortnite one.
0: Adblock yeah. yeah, there's, there's no <laughs> ad block is amazing. Yeah, there's no ad block. Oh, so the funny part is there's no ad block on uh, like mobile versions of YouTube because I usually yeah. watch on my iPad. The uh, funny out. part is there's like ten percent of the ads on iPad that there are on desktop. Like, holy crap! I've watched it a couple times recently on my on my like second computer while playing a game, and it's like why are there two ads for every ad break? And why are there like seven times more ad breaks and banner ads and all this other crap that like, right. like where the hell is all of this coming from? No I wonder don't. people use ad block.
1: Ad block is just amazing. <laughs> okay. Last piece of news before the actual topic. We are now Ooh. an hour. Ago, I think.
0: <laughs> good.
1: Good. Yeah. Oh this is this is honestly it needed to be talked about there's a ton of stuff to go that we had to go over and this is just the latest in um brick and mortar stores that are going to be suffering a lot with yeah. all of the modern conveniences. GameStop yeah. for 2018 reported record losses and this is the only the third year they've ever reported an annual loss. For $673 million for net loss, it was mostly due to a decline in used game sales, which is more than half their business. 2017 was a $34.7 million million net profit. The fiscal numbers of 2018 also include the company's $700 million sale of its spring mobile chain of AT&T phone retailers.
0: So they sold... Their entire chain of mobile phone retailers for seven hundred million dollars, and still Still lost almost seven hundred million dollars.
1: That's insane! (laughs)
0: Like that's like holy crap! (laughs) Uh, Amusingly, um, like so, their other two years that they lost on annual revenue was one was in two thousand where they you know, we're barely GameStop at that point in time where they lost a whole whopping $7 million yeah. annually over yeah. the course of that year. Uh, and then in 2012, they lost, uh, I don't remember what happened that year. There was some big crazy thing that happened to them that year. Um, but they lost almost uh, like $270 million in that year, which is like, again, it's nothing compared it's- to to this year, but
1: the insane loss that they've had. They're also yeah. projecting a drop in sales for next year too, about a five to ten percent drop, which is I I the worst part is that I don't I hate corporate of GameStop. Yeah. Every single GameStop I've ever gone to has had amazing employees, people who yeah. are passionate about video games that just want to be even near them. Like yeah. they like they can't work on them, they can't build them, but holy shit, they love them. This is their oh, p- yeah. this is their pride, their joy. I'm gonna sell it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and then GameStop happens
0: <laughs> yeah and, and like so I've had uh, a buddy of mine I'm pretty sure he still does it he like seasonally will go back to GameStop like and just for over Christmas break to make you know money he just works at GameStop and yeah. amusingly like the location that he goes back to like they hire him as an assistant manager seasonally because <laughs> he's been there for so long yeah. like it's it's hilarious at this point Uh, but like corporate dicks them over like all the time and like and it is the number one reason why i don't shop at gamestop the last game that i can think of that i bought at a gamestop was the collector's edition of fallout new vegas because i was in the army and couldn't leave post and it was the only store on post that sold video games (laughs) and and paul is holding up his collector's edition of Fallout New Vegas. I lost
1: the Platinum chip, unfortunately.
0: Which wasn't Platinum. Of course it wasn't. It wasn't platinum. even close. If it was a Platinum chip, you wouldn't have paid like 80 bucks for that collector's edition. Uh,
1: anyway, um, but I, I, I went and actually purchased The Raven and uh, one yeah. other game, and I can't remember what it was, but I purchased that game, The Raven Remastered, for it, and I the guy was just we sat and chatted for like a half an hour. Oh. Just chatted because we both love video games, right. and I I would love to have a store that was able to to just like even go to use Game Shop. Yeah, use Game Shops that aren't GameStop are great because they have the same passion you do.
0: Oh yeah. So the kind of breakdown of their sales and why they're there's a the problem. Well, one is like fifty percent of their annual revenue is like from selling pre-owned games and hardware and pre-owned sales were down 13 percent on the year which is a huge drop in sales yeah, that's a if huge shot. Half job. of your business loses more than 10 percent of its income that's that's going to so be you're a huge gonna have rise. a bad time yeah. um they're the only thing that wasn't down in sales that they do is uh collectibles which has been a joke about gamestop for years that they like games are getting sold less and less than them, and there's just like crazy bullshit knickknacks in the stores Yep. yep. um and in this case like they bought think geek a while ago just to get their hands on more gaming related and nerdy knickknacks to sell in their stores yeah
1: um that's why i haven't bought from Geek in a while
0: yeah uh but yeah collectible sales are up 11 percent hardware new hardware sales are down one percent not surprising at all we're really far into a console cycle so yeah. Yeah. you you honestly, it would expect to it like it there's going to be a new system soon so i, I would expect the next three years or so yeah whenever the next generation hits there's going to be a spike whether people go to GameStop to buy it or just amazon
1: or or best buy or because yeah. that's the only brick and mortar store i can think of that is in competition but best buy isn't really in competition because they've got so much other stuff
0: and and best buy's been hurting too they've been getting their ass handed to them in other ways so
1: yeah Yeah. amazon really
0: yeah the the big problem i think well for one is that the big i guess advantage they have is that which is one that really screws over the employees is midnight sales like i remember i know people used to Especially like a new WoW expansion came out, like people would show up at midnight. It it would be ridiculousness, and I was everyone the- would be racing home to spend three hours installing the expansion so they could play.
1: Yeah, I was I was waiting in line for Wrath of the Lich King.
0: Yep, Ugh.
1: I'm not proud of that.
0: Yep, but their their new software sales are down five percent, uh, which is you know again they're expecting about the same. They're ex- expecting a five percent to 10% drop in sales next year. So it's probably, I don't know if it'll be the same because, you know, they'll do something to stem the net loss or try to do stuff. Um, They attempted to go digital for a while. And our, if you go way, way back to our uh, digital store episode that we did, like they have a digital store, no one uses it. Like no. they bought a bunch of like other digital, like little digital stores you've never heard of and like made their own use their stuff to make their own store. But again, you've fairy. never heard of it and you've never used it.
1: Aside from our episode and this one now.
0: Yeah. But I don't who know. Who knows? Like it it sucks because like they've been such a you know titan in the industry and I, like they've had their scandals because developers hate used game sales because they get zero money. Mm-hmm. Like GameStop profits all of it. Like and then there's you know the other jokes that you know you have a used game and you take it there and they'll pay you like seven dollars for it and then turn around and sell it for top portion. Sell it for uh fifty-seven dollars right next to the sixty dollar new game so that you people will buy it.
1: (laughs) You guess one quarter portion.
0: Yes. Thank you,
1: Simon Pick. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for those of you who didn't know that guy was simon pegg yep all right topic time fun
0: <laughs> so now, ah, that the, now. <laughs> now that the news is done
1: honestly I people I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback that people love the news portions of it because stuff that they might not pick up on otherwise because they might not troll the news sites like we do
0: yes but, or or told the news YouTube channels. Like yeah, that.
1: pretty much. <laughs> Alright, so this topic is about... The episode was originally slated to be Subnautica, but there was so much news that happened that we just decided to yeah. put it into a kind of a dual episode, I guess. Yeah. And we're going to try and be as spoiler-free as possible with Subnautica because there it is a surprisingly story-intensive game for a game that's very build-heavy and exploration-heavy. Yeah. it's it's astonishingly so uh, just story happy so we're going to try and avoid it that as much as possible so a lot of the stuff that, that that i experience if you happen to watch the uh the stream um i'm gonna avoid the heck out of that because i know that uh that chop here has not gotten as far as i have and if you haven't played the game at all i don't want to spoil anything for you because the yeah. game is a lot of fun i would highly recommend playing it
0: and, and i don't either like i don't want to spoil you know the stuff that i've i've gotten through too um yeah. and mostly just because like it is actually a really good survival game and a really good like base building game yep. that just happens to also have a really interesting story yep and like we can talk about all the base building and stuff and like the exploration and and resource gathering like some of those things without yep ever touching the story so that you know it can remain pristine because like i i don't want spoilers and yeah, <laughs> so- <laughs> you experience
1: because it's honestly an incredibly fun game yeah, it, yeah. You're, but be prepared you're going to sink some time into it oh, like yeah. that's unavoidable there's going to be a lot of base building going on you're going to be doing a ton of exploration and the game doesn't hold your hand it gives you certain locations for the escape pods that uh, that pop up, and that's as far as I'm going with any sort of story. Yeah. But there, there, there were escape pods from the crash-landed ship that you were on. But that's really all they do. They tell you a general location. They don't yeah. even give you a a real location for
0: them. So for this, time. yeah, this is as much spoiling as we're gonna do. So at the start of the game, you are on a you were on a spaceship, and the spaceship crash lands on this alien planet, and you somehow made it to an escape pod along with theoretically a bunch of other people because there's a bunch of escape pods on this giant ship and it's a
1: colonization ship that was trying to colonize a new planet
0: and your escape pod lands in the water and now you're on this alien planet and you get to survive and wait to be rescued and Try to figure out what the hell happened and how you crashed on this planet and what's going on because you don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the game
1: <laughs> literally throws you into the water and have fun. That's yeah. it, that's all you yeah, get.
0: You, you crash in the water, and then it's just like, Hey, you need to get your systems back online. Okay, hey, stuff is back online. All right, we're gonna connect with the communication server. Okay, uh. Yeah, we don't know what happened. Oh, by the way, we are detecting a signal from another escape pod. It's five hundred meters over here, and that's it. Like that's yeah. that's how the game that starts. Is,
1: that is the, the opening portion of the game. After that, you're on your own. Oh yeah, you start. Do you, you go off? You survive. You build your own tools from the uh, the what what do they call it? The uh, replicator. That's not a replicator, yeah. but I, is that
0: what it is? Yeah, it's it's basically it's a fabricator it's called a fabricator i think
1: so they it's a basically creates a hard light version of the item that you're looking for and then solidifies it yeah and that's it you get a new you get a new item after you find the ingredients for it and the schematic for it
0: yeah so yeah you basically you you collect resources and blueprints to make stuff and then use that stuff to explore further to collect new stuff and get new blueprints and make stuff and then like, as you are doing this, you uncover more and more plot points and it like throws other plot points at you to get you to explore in certain directions. Yep. Um, do you know if the game is procedurally generated or is it... It's not. Uh, it is not?
1: Th- there's, there's nothing about it as procedurally generated. I think the entire world, as far as I know, the entire world is just static, but all of the uh, sea creatures are just kind of populated in various areas like you can find pockets of this in this specific area etc etc as far as i know none of it is procedurally generated because there's locations that you go to that are specific to this very this this direction
0: yeah i was looking to see if if this says anything about it being procedurally generated
1: i mean i don't think it is but it because i was looking on the wiki and it told you that this place is here this place is here this place is here this place is right. here and there are various biomes are in this or in these directions so i don't think it's be regenerated
0: yeah that, that would make sense that it's not um
1: yeah i mean it, it would be interesting if it was like terraria style but yeah. well, it, so, i don't so that, think it could be
0: i think it it could be like because they could basically do what uh spelunky does where yeah. you have like you know, it goes okay. Here's the here's this biome. Here's this biome. Here's this biome. Randomly generate the terrain in those biomes. He's like, but there needs to be this set piece here. So put this set piece here, and then randomly yeah. generate everything else.
1: And that's what I was thinking. The, the trouble with that is, is that the fauna, the aggressive portions of the fauna, would be might be in locations in that biome that probably would kill you pretty quickly.
0: Yes, but.
1: And that's that's the that's the problem that I that I see with sure. procedurally generating that. Yeah.
0: Um so of note, uh there are a few different game modes that this game has that you can play in. Uh mm-hmm. there's survival mode, which is the standard
1: Yeah, the standard story.
0: Yeah, standard story that also has you have nutrition, hydration, and oxygen. So mm-hmm. you have to like surface to breathe or have a breathing apparatus or re-enter submersible vehicles to re <laughs> get more oxygen re up yeah. yeah um you have to eat you have to drink uh there is freedom mode which disables hunger and thirst um which i guess is basically an easy mode uh there's hardcore mode uh which is uh basically permadeath like if yep. you die you start over and then there's creative mode which disables you know hunger thirst and health and oxygen mm-hmm. and you get all the crafting blueprints straight from the start and you don't need resources to craft things
1: the, so is that also with the storyline or is that just
0: i don't kn- i assume it probably does have the storyline yeah. too really? but like it's mostly I think, I think just for crazy base building yeah i would think I've never i never would- played it so i don't know technically
1: curious but i would think that it'd be like a lot like minecraft we're in if you had a story mode in minecraft creative mode would disable it and you just there to build pretty things
0: maybe it probably does i like i said i haven't played creative mode so i don't know yeah
1: all right shall we get into the uh the mechanics of it
0: yeah so like we said the the biggest thing about this game is it's a survival game So as a survival game, it has everything you would kind of expect it to, which is basically you got to find food. Yeah. You got to find water, which is, you know, food. You got to find consumables. You got to find materials and you got to build stuff.
1: (laughs) So components, equipment and consume and stuff to keep you alive. (laughs) Really. And hierarchy at work.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so the resources I are a little weird in my opinion. Uh some of the resources are great because it's just like the plants and animals that are all around everywhere. So like one of my favorite things in the game is the uh bladder fish. I love it. Is, yeah. Yeah. so this is just the fish that's everywhere and it looks like this it looks like a water flask (laughs) like a an oil skin water skin and like you literally swim up and just snatch it out of the water
1: (laughs) that's what i love about fishing in this game you don't need a fishing pole or anything you just swim up to the little bastards and grab
0: them out of the water (laughs) uh there is uh uh, an item you can you pick up later in the game like an upgrade for your little like diving knife that like I don't know if it electrifies fish. it. it it's its heat. It, yeah. And it just, it instantly cooks any of the fish you hit with it, which is kind of fun, but yeah. like then you can't get water out of the bladder fish. Cause that's what yeah. the bladder fish is good for is you can convert a bladder fish into drinkable water. It's, it's insane just, because wh- how, how does this work? <laughs> I don't know. understand you. because the fabricator is weird. <laughs> it
1: is, yes. There's also um as we as you mentioned earlier, there are vehicles that you can pick up. There's a without getting too spoiler heavy, you actually build a small um, submarine, really. Yeah. That you enter through the through the bottom of the submarine and then move through the through through the water much faster. And it's also it's not very dense and it's not very armored, so it can't protect you from a few hits, but it's going to break if you aren't careful. Uh, it also has a crush depth of about 250 meters. You can get a an upgrade to make that down to 300 later on. That's really about it. That's and, without getting Whatever.
0: Yeah, the initial crush depth is 200, I believe.
1: It's 200? Because you can get it up to 300.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I, I know the initial crush depth of the, the first one that you get is uh, mm-hmm. 200. But yeah so so you have like the fish you have coral that you like break chunks off of with your knife you've got uh like uh the other one is there's like rocks like you literally like there'll be a rocky node and you like swim up to it and you bang on the rock and it'll have like you know your basic building supplies like copper and tin and eventually like gold and diamonds and stuff like that um there's actually
1: animation for all of the like almost all the tools all the single hand tools you can break rocks with yeah. and, it, and it's very interesting to see each one being swung at really with the with all yeah. the great yeah. of a you know, the still wrench performing brain surgery
0: yeah uh, and then there's the upgraded version of those where there are sometimes big nodes of like an actual material so there'll be like just like big hunk of copper sitting on the bottom of the ocean and like the you have to have specialized tools to actually. Yeah. Deal with it. There's a specific creatures. tool that
1: you have to build yeah. later on in the game. And that's probably about mid game. So I don't think that's anywhere near end game. No. Because I'm not um, anywhere near end game and I just built that specific tool.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing you do is there's wreckage and debris from the crash. Yes. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: because, <laughs> you know, when we say this ship was a colony ship, there was upwards of a thousand people on it as far as i know yeah it's this was a huge ship and when this thing crashed you and you swim up to it the thing is huge on the inside like you're you can see it from a good probably two or three kilometers off
0: yeah it's a uh... yeah it's it's a big ship and uh yeah there's like just chunks of it everywhere and Mm -hmm. uh you you get a scanner very early in the game it's one of the first things you end up building and you can like scan the debris and like this is how you get a lot of your blueprints because you'll be like oh hey look it's the a fuel a fuselage for a a new vehicle and you scan the fuselage and it's like okay cool you've learned how to build the fuselage for this bigger ship you need to find like four more components and you'll be able to build the ship like you'll have the full blueprint here's the um, idea
1: here's, you need three more of these in order to make the full blueprint
0: yeah and and it gets even you know more granular than that too because it's like uh you know oh here's a table here's an office chair like
1: <laughs> and you can build these and basically make this this really intricate building but honestly if you don't need to like it gives yeah, yeah. you the option to do so but it's not necessary to continue the story of the game
0: yeah really and we'll get to this in a little bit you just build a thing to like store crap in like you need a bunch of chests it's yeah. like minecraft you need a place to put a bunch of crap so that you don't carry it anymore the only
1: downside is that you can't like build a sorting machine like you can in minecraft it's yes. not that intricate
0: yeah but it's it is very very fun um, it is incredibly but yeah so so there's yeah different various sizes of debris all over the place there's one of them there's uh, very early in the game there's a huge like chunk of the ship that you can swim inside that you you know get to and that's where you learn about like there are some doors that you have to like cut open like they won't work anymore you just have to like literally take a cutter to them when you build one eventually in the game Yeah. yeah um but yeah, so th- there's a lot, lots of stuff to build. There's lots of tools. There's upgrades to tools. So there's basically like you have your scuba suit, which, yep. uh, the reason the game is called Subnautica is the whole game is underwater and there's only three different three different islands around. Yeah, there's there's a couple there's of different islands. land masses. There's yeah, there's a couple of land masses that are just that are funky.
1: Yeah, they and and all, have the some plant, all the islands. plant
0: life on those are weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, beyond that, the, there's a ton of super handy stuff that you probably should do ASAP. Yeah. Lockers. Lots yeah. of lockers. Yeah. There, Wall there's-
0: lockers, freestanding lockers. Like, if yeah. it can store stuff, you just you need to fill it. a room yeah. with it.
1: Yeah. It's just, you'll get larger multi purpose rooms that you can build. Yeah. I just put lockers in that entire freaking thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and the the cool part about a lot of the lockers is that they have like a a thing on them, so you can label them. So you can like yep. literally go like, here all my copper goes in here, all of my wiring kits go in here, like Use
1: all my titanium.
0: Yep, all the then, all three million tons of titanium.
1: So lockers are your friend. We've in this we agree, and our friends. Okay. Water well, generation is the next one.
0: Yeah, there's like a desalinator desalinator i don't remember what the yeah it basically you hook it up and it sucks in seawater and it makes you clean water to drink and it spits out salt which is really good for uh dehydrating fish so that your food lasts longer and doesn't decay yep like i don't think i don't think dehydrated food ever decays does it
1: uh, i don't know i i i it got never
0: last long enough to decay for that yeah, so.
1: <laughs> I, I got to the point where i didn't need the the fish anymore because you can eventually get to a point where you can grow your own food right and i ended um, up
0: doing that yeah but it's just like that's the cool thing about the water thing is one it generates more water for you than you can craft on your own yeah. and the byproduct is that spits out salt which you can use to you know
1: uh, there's there's several uses for it oh, yeah. not just uh, salting fish but there's just several other uses for yeah, it sure. and it's a very valuable resource that's but hard er- to find
0: early in the game that is a one of the best uses for it is the sal- salting fish because so that you're, when you're as you have... travel as you travel further and further away from your whatever base you start building at uh you know you don't have to worry about food as much
1: you don't, ha- you don't have any access to food prior to that. You're just going fishing and, and throwing in the fabricator to cook. Right. Because you don't have access to any sort of uh, flora that you can eat. Yeah. It's, and like, to- it, it's a, a, about mid-game.
0: Yeah, basically. Uh, and then very important for the water generator thingy because it uses a massive boatload of power yeah. is solar panels build lots of solar panels uh, that just cover right. your roof in solar panels and you never have to worry
1: that's right and then keep doing that like don't stop like you're going to need <laughs> solar panels when you think you've had enough you need more solar panels
0: <laughs> and until you get to a point where there's some other power generation later in the game but solar panels yeah. are great for the beginning of it
1: yeah there's also um battery chargers that because every single tool you have with the exception of the knife runs on batteries including these the submersible craft that you have later on
0: yeah and the little hand swimmer thingy like there's a yeah, little batteries yeah one of the little it's it's they have them currently they're like a diving tool where it's basically just like a little propeller thing that you hold on to. and it like jet skis you through the water basically it's it's, um,
1: it's you can get The fins, then upgraded fins, but that 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 swimmer, that 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 helper is just incredibly useful. It (laughs) is. But honestly, the uh, the fin the fin upgrade I got is actually as fast as that thing. So I don't even use it anymore. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's just not necessary for me. If and plus the the
0: light is probably the most useful part of it. Then at that point,
1: essentially, yeah. But you can get your own uh, flashlight. So
0: true. True that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the only problem is that it, again, takes up a, a a slot in your hand, which really is... You only have one.
0: So, out of curiosity, how long into your game did you go before you started actually building a base?
1: Um, Not long, surprisingly. Like, I was probably doing so fairly early within the, the first, like, four or five hours.
0: Okay.
1: I, okay. I'd say it's fairly early, considering I put about 30 hours in the game so far.
0: Okay, I've, I've probably done 15 or 20 total, I think, at this yeah. point. Um, I s- actually went a long time without starting to build a base because I was just using the the fabricator in the escape pod. Yeah. And, like, literally, I would make chests, like, the little uh, pop-up chests yeah. <laughs> and just, like, throw them. O- I th- was throwing them on the bottom of the ocean, like, directly underneath the escape pod. <laughs> Nice. so i had like 10 of them down there on the bottom and then i was finally like all right i need to i need to actually need a uh i need a place to store stuff now
1: <laughs> yeah i i ended up um honestly building it fairly early because i loved the idea of building a base because yeah. th- see the problem i have with a lot of the games that are like minecraft is the fact that they're isn't really any sort of structured story to them so i never have any idea what to build like you just build for the sake of building is just not as as fun for me as having a purpose to build toward
0: right so so did it help you that it was like building with components as opposed to like minecraft style building where you're just like free form
1: yes that 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 is exactly the the kind of building that i like like i'm building this toward a purpose i want to escape this place but i need a comfortable place to live before i escape that's what keep kept me like yes this is perfect this is what i want and that's why i like subnautica so much because i have a purpose there's a storyline to the game there's something to continue on to there's an end game there's like there wasn't any end to minecraft and i was just like i that's why i got bored is because like okay we've done all this stuff that's really progression in the game and there's yeah. <laughs> nothing to do like what do i do just build I, I don't i don't know what to build like give me a purpose to build toward
0: Yeah, and you hated the racetrack, <laughs> hate the racetrack. <laughs> you're like oh my god i'm gonna be sick well it's not
1: hating the racetrack that's just going to make me physically ill i didn't hate it i just couldn't experience it
0: yeah the 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 last big project we i was working on on the uh on on our the loaded card minecraft server was a an ice boat racetrack and holy crap can you start moving fast on that and if <laughs> and it,
1: and the, the visual blur the visual movement made me ill
0: yeah like boats on ice move really fast in minecraft if you are not familiar with that um fast (laughs) there's
1: also like four or five different biomes in the game there i mean there might be more but i haven't discovered
0: all of them yet Yeah, there's a bunch i just some of them are really cool like, but and they're I, really cool, I think, because of you know the next thing that I have on here, which is just yes. asshole enemies, because like yes. some of the fish are dicks,
1: and like there's there's one that's freaking terrifying. There's this crab abomination that looks like a giant skull is just going to eat you, and it is scary, dude. It is terrifying. Yeah.
0: I, I I heard I've heard your uh horror stories.
1: Like you, you were on the stream a couple of times, I think, and just like, yeah. oh God, what the fuck is that? That like that that came out of my mouth, my mouth, so many times in that game, yeah. and the, I still want
0: to go back. The two that I really liked, uh one of them is frustrating, one of them is just like, looks like something, just like where you're just like, nope, nope, don't want to go anywhere near that. Screw That's the that thing, I'm sure. The uh, the electric guys so there, oh. there's there are these eel like things because none of them look like normal fish they all look no. like these crazy alien yeah. futuristic yep. animals which are which is cool it's part of like the really great aesthetic of this game um but they're like these eel things and they basically have like these spines all over them and like spaced out through them and like these arcs of electricity like arc from the different okay. spines but you when you start seeing them, they're like so far away and it's dark and you can't see them, but you see the electricity and you're just like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going anywhere near that thing. Cause it's going to kill me. I don't think I've seen them. Honestly. Really? Yeah. I don't think I have. Oh man. I'll have to, I'll have to show those to you. They're, they're, they're cool. But, and they're, I got to a part where I was like, Totally surrounded by like fifty of them at one point, and was like, "Nope, nope, nope, out, go, 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 go." <laughs>
1: yeah, hard pass, hard pass.
0: <laughs> but I had to get a like, th- at the point they they were surrounding an escape pod that I needed something right. from right. for the plot, and yeah. like, so I had to dive one like three hundred and fifty meters down, so like way below what my submersible could go, and. Yeah. <laughs> And I had to use a radiation suit because it was all radiated, so it was like, it, it was not fun. It was it was fun, but it was you know. Yeah.
1: To to add on to that, you do have your original like way back. We mentioned that you had your uh, your your white suit, but you also can upgrade to radiation suit and helmet, which is very necessary if you want to go onto the. I can't remember what it was. Was it the Aurora? Is that what Aurora, was that? The name oh, of the ship. Yeah. If you want to go onto the portions of the Aurora, it is just vomiting radiation. Yeah, because so you need to get on there first.
0: because it crashed and you know, yeah. it has a giant is, nuclear yeah. reactor on it. <laughs> so you need
1: to get on there in order to do that, you need the radiation suit. And I think you have the blueprint to begin with. I might be wrong though.
0: Um or to fabricate yes, it? Yes you, you get it you get the blueprint for it very early on or you have it, it at have the the end. one of the it might
1: um, have been one of the escape pods that you the, scan.
0: The problem is uh there's a, a rebreather that you get also very early on in the game that allows you to dive below a hundred meters and not you burn oxygen extra fast and you you can't use the rebreather with the radiation so you have to use the radiation helmet yes
2: which really sucks
0: again like i said 350 meters down my ship is at 200 meters and I can't use the rebreather.
1: <laughs> that is where the large capacity, oxygen tank also your best friend comes in very handy.
0: Yeah. but it, It's just like, it just, and that's one of the things that I really love about the game is that it puts you in these very tense situations and like they feel tense and yes. like that's, it's not something a lot of games pull off very well. Yeah. Um, it's not artificial drama
1: Like this is not a manufactured situation it doesn't feel manufactured because a lot of the stuff that like what dan experienced here like the the electric eels the arcing electricity eels i haven't seen those like these are not manufactured situations these are situations that can organically happen
0: yeah um and there's a couple like the sound design in the game is great because like if if you're if you're not listening, if you're just like all listening into the in-game music and in-game sounds, like it gets super creepy, and mm-hmm. like you're constantly looking around, like what the hell was that noise? And yep. like there are these big, giant, ancient things with tentacles that swim around everywhere, and they make these big, crazy noises. Yeah, and like just, violence, I believe. Yeah, they're they're just they make these super creepy noises because it's not constant. They just occasionally make these weird noises and so you like stop and look around everywhere all paranoid. <laughs> they
1: also pop up in random locations that you're not familiar with. And they're and they the worst part, the part that's most scary is the fact that they're in the starting area with you. Yeah. Because yes. as soon as you as soon as you spawn in, like when you first start the game, it's possible to hear them, and that stuff is terrifying if you're not expecting it.
0: Oh yes. Um and what makes it even more weird and interesting is, uh, so one of my favorite things about the game is like the little tricks that they do to make it more like claustrophobic is the best way that I will put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're running around outside of the water, it's fine. Like, you know, it's a your normal FPS game. The yeah. second you go in the water, like the, actual field of view like clamps down to to your mask and you can't see as much and it like makes everything feel more tense and claustrophobic because it should be you're underwater and you don't have as good of a field of view and
1: it gives you tunnel vision and it's a little terrifying
0: and it one thing that it does that's great is that it does not like it (sighs) people who are afraid of open water and the ocean are ter- like legitimately terrified by this game like it does a really good job of like hitting that like primal nerve that really bugs people because when you can't see the bottom like that's scary you start feeling like they're like oh there's there's something down there is gonna come yeah, up it. and eat me like yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen <laughs> whether it actually does or not like
1: it's kind of on you
0: yeah. It 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 isn't because, or most of the time it isn't. I don't know if it's ever actually happened to me yet, but it feels like it's going to happen. Which,
1: yeah, that's that's the thing is that it's the fear of the unknown. Like if it never happens, it's still scary because you're not sure if it's going to. Right. Like if it happens once, you're probably gonna like, oh okay, I just have to look out for this, no problem. yes But what? But when it ever happens. It's that, that terrifying little fear niggling at the back of your head, just like, oh God, what's it going to happen? Tell's going to come through and kill me. Please just stop. And it gives you a very tense situation. It gives you a very intense feeling of that visceral, primal panic.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what I think is good. Like, I don't Absolutely. know. Like, I, I, always, I think a lot of the stuff in the game is good. But oh, for sure. Just, there, there's like all of these little touches that are You know, make it even better, which is one of the reasons why I highly will highly highly recommend this game. Absolutely, Uh, it it is a good if you like the survivalist crafty stuff, it's great. And Uh, if you has it has a really interesting story that like I want to finish like, and it makes you want to finish it. I think.
1: And um. if you're very much like me and want a game that, like similar to Minecraft or ARK or any of those games that are just crafting and exploring the world, but there's not really any storyline to it, this will scratch that itch because it has that, that really incredible little storyline to it that you're just slowly piecing together as you continue to explore and that little exploration that little mystery solving is really just scratching that itch of just i want to play a game that lets me build but i also want to build with a purpose and this game fills that just fills that void
0: yeah and it's it's different than like uh no man's sky which has a very similar building system but it doesn't feel like it's to the same purpose you're not like so in this game it really plays up to that because it's like you're trying to survive until you get rescued like that's right. the distress call has gone out when you crash like you're yeah. waiting for someone to come get you so you're just doing what you need to do until they get there right that's not the case in no man's sky in no man's sky no, you, there's you're... there's a whole different plot and things but there. Sure. Uh, Most people just kind of ignore it at this point and they do like the Fallout Four thing where it's like, Oh yeah, you know, Sean's gone and been kidnapped, but I'm gonna I'm gonna build this base.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize there's a plot, honestly. Hmm? It's To no man's sky. I didn't realize there was a plot.
0: Yep. But most people do, like they just they ignore the plot and they just explore and do their thing. And there's a lot of stuff to do in the game now, but for the most part, like there's there's not that same purpose where like this is you're just you're trying to hold out and yep. figure things out and yep. there's a just happens to be a nice little base building thing on top of it and you can decorate it with chairs and desks and beds and stuff
1: if you want to you don't yeah.
0: have to because exactly. you don't ever have to sleep in this game which is kind of weird yeah a little bit
1: like you've been awake for i think i'm at Days, <laughs> yeah, I've been awake for a while
0: yeah anyway I think it's about it for me what do you think I, I think so too I think we've uh we've definitely not, not quite as long as our discussion about new stuff but well, that's fine it's fine
1: we didn't expect it to be because we the thing is that we could have gone into a very spoiler heavy storyline episode but mm-hmm. it, I feel like it would be doing an injustice to everyone who hasn't played the game yet like, going over the, the the general, broad, overarching theme, the topics to, like, what, what you can build, all the flora and fauna you can do without spoiling the story is probably going to lend a much better, doing the game a much better service than anything else could. Yeah. That's just my opinion.
0: So I've got a question for you. Shoot. We got this game for free. Yeah. Is it worth $25? That's a good question. That's full price. Right That's now, it's price. it's on sale for the weekend on Steam, but full price yeah. for the game is $24.99. What's we, the sale price on Steam? Sale price right now is $17.49. I it's feel 30% like... 30% off.
1: I'd say $17, $18 is probably about right, but honestly, $25, if I paid that, I probably wouldn't regret it. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if it's worth that much. $20, I'd probably be like, yeah. okay, sure. $25, I don't know why, I don't know why $25 like, eh, maybe, but because when I say 20 bucks, it's like $5 more. Who gives a crap? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've been mean, getting it for free. I've not been upset at all, but, but getting it for 18 bucks. Yeah. That's a good price. Yeah. Getting it for 25. I, it's probably still worth it.
0: Yeah. Like it's weird for me because like I had it on my steam wish list, and I was like, just kind of waiting for an excuse to grab it on a Steam sale, right. and you know, I was, you know, aiming for my kind of normal below twenty bucks, I'll pick it up at some point. Sure. And uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, I yeah, think she she was it was given away for free on Epic, so I was just like, well, never mind. I'm I don't need to buy it now. Hopefully, they they're getting paid really good for this. Which hopefully they are. On click uh, wishlist. <laughs> But now I I will probably definitely buy uh below zero like the there's a standalone expansion like one I want to finish this game and two I will definitely uh play below zero at some point. Right, I'm
1: I'm thinking about it. I just I want to finish this game first, just to see yeah. if I'm like yes, this was this story was completely worth it, or
0: I, I want to continue more,
1: or. What was that? That was garbage. I don't want to play you ever again.
0: Now. The real question is, are you gonna get it on Steam or are you gonna get it on the Epic store? I mean
1: I'm gonna get it on the Epic Store because that's where I go. But <laughs>
0: no, no, I mean oh, uh below zero.
1: Oh, that would probably be Steam, honestly. <laughs> just be, just for convenience factor. And because I just really don't like their storefront. I think it's buggy and not at all good.
0: Fair enough. I, I hope we I, could, you know, tie it back into the uh, original <laughs> news story. I,
1: I understand that it's going to be continued. They're going to continue to give out games like this, and that's not a bad thing by any stretch. I think it's actually a very good business practice because they're already raking in money hand over fist with uh, with Fortnite, and now with all of the exclu- the timed exclusives, they're going to make more money, even more, mm-hmm. and continue to make money. They're going to be printing money at some point. Yeah. So giving us exclusives, okay? Yeah, I'm happy with yeah. that. Sure thank you all right what's next what's next yeah what are we doing next
0: i don't know i don't know what we're going to talk about next um
1: fair enough
0: i don't i don't think uh, what game are we playing next i just in general just uh, give, the, give the people a taste i don't know if, what our next topic is going to be we'll we'll figure something out um oh actually no i do know what our next topic is going to be we are going to talk about streaming platforms it's true because we wanted to talk about uh, like kind of the current state of streaming platforms between Twitch and Mixer and YouTube and maybe Facebook and Caffeine uh, and all nothing. the <laughs> yeah, all of the ridiculousness no, that's out not there. That's a now. streaming
1: platform. That's just somebody taking out their cell phone, and be like
0: I am here. No, there, there's game streaming on Facebook. Mm, if no, you want no you to look really for. Bad.
1: I know there is, but it doesn't feel like there is because yeah, It's not, a, it's not the just don't. Just, just stop. Stop doing that. <laughs> go to YouTube. Go to if you really want to be not Twitch. Go to YouTube.
0: Okay. Do you have an idea for a uh, game to play next? Since that was this was our our game corner. Game? Um, that's a good question. I might. You know what?
1: What would you say to Punch Club?
0: Um, I don't own it yet, so
1: it's sure. it's fairly inexpensive. I can tell you that much. I mean. Yeah.
0: I think I have it on my wish list. I just don't own it yet.
1: It's cur. I think it was on sale fairly recently, but at it's full price, it's 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You can get it on Switch. Actually,
0: I'm pretty sure I own it on Twitch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was one of the games given away on Twitch at some point. I'll have to check. Nice. <laughs> but I'm I'm almost certain between between the humble store, Twitch. Uh <laughs> and somewhere I probably own the game. Probably.
1: Probably. Anyway, it <laughs> sounds like we're gonna be doing punch Club at some point, and also next time we're gonna do streaming platforms.
0: Yes. Agree. So, and more news. Hopefully, and, not as crazy news, but more
1: news. There's gonna be crazy news. It just hopefully it won't be as much as this time because we're pushing two hours now.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be fun to edit. But at yeah. least I know where the
1: stinger is. It's true. It's right there in the beginning. Thanks, brain. You fucking great <laughs> love of shit. <laughs> anyway. Thank you so very much for listening to us. If you want to get in contact with us, just head over to podcast at loadedcartgaming.com for the email. If If you want to tweet me, I'm at Paul Cluel on Twitter. If you want to tweet out to Loaded Cart or Chop, he runs a Loaded Cart account. It's at Loaded Cart on Twitter and at Chop the Viking on Twitter. If you want to take a look at any of the gameplay that I've been doing recently, because I've been doing some variety like Axiom Verge and Subnautica and Overwatch, if that tickles your fancy, go to twitch.tv slash what's Paul playing today. If you want to check out Chop stuff, it is twitch.tv slash chop the Viking. He's been playing Elite Dangerous a lot lately. And I don't know what else you've been doing.
0: Occasionally division, but mostly Elite Dangerous
1: and if you want to find us on social media the links are in the show notes at com. and if you love us consider leaving a review on itunes stitcher google play or wherever the heck you're listening to us it really does help other people find the show and it's the biggest thing you can do to really help out the show other than you know listening we really appreciate that too and uh it is if you want to check out some of the merch we got uh has got his own t-shirts for chop the viking and we got some ludicart gaming merchandise uh check out com slash merch and if you also want to check out our Patreon, we have started that back up again. It is patreon.com/slash loaded cart gaming. Linked down. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the merch wasn't even on there, and I still remember that shit. Ugh. All right. Thank you guys yeah. so very much for listening. <laughs> and here's some smooth jazz to play you out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Newscast. I am Paul. What's Paul probably dating with me as well as Dan? Wow, I'm just going to fucking do that over again. I guess we have a stinger now, so there's that.
0: Right off the bat.
1: Fuck. <laughs> I, I did the thing that I wanted to do and then fucked up everything else.
0: Yeah. My entire what life what in a for, fucking
1: nutshell.
0: what what you get for trying to sneak in an inside joke. <laughs>
1: it was a good joke, goddammit. take a fucking drink of water and then I'll just start over fucking
0: <laughs> and scene